Hello, welcome to the Healthy Alternatives podcast. I am Dr. Christine Sauer with DocChristine.com. Today's show is a recording of my radio show of the same name. Enjoy! Good afternoon, this is Dr. Christine Sauer, your host of the show Healthy Alternatives, here on 97.5 CIOE FM with live stream on communityradio.ca every Thursday at 12 noon Atlantic Standard Time. Thanks for tuning in today. In this show, I will talk, mostly with guests, about all aspects of health, healthcare and wellness, from conventional to alternative and everything in between. My mission for this radio show is to help change people's lives for the better by informing them about different options to get and stay healthy and well so they can choose for themselves which option might work in their case. And if you feel you're stuck in a dark place, I want to tell you, don't give up. There is a, delight, uh, there is a light at the end of the tunnel for you too. Today I'm extremely pleased to be with Stephanie Goudreau, who is the best-selling author of the new book, The Great Canadian Woman. She is strong and free. Welcome, Stephanie. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Now, tell me a little bit about your story and how you got to write in that book, which is uh, co-authored by you. That's amazing. Tell me a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how you grew up, and what made you the person you are today. Perfect. Um, so essentially the story is about exactly that, how I grew up. I grew up in a small town in northern Ontario. Um, if you guys are familiar with Ontario, it's a little community in between Timmins and North Bay. And I grew up in a town that wasn't very, um, how do you explain, like advanced, right? We were all in the old ways. Um, things were done the old way. But my story is really about how my family, or specifically my grandfather, was very mentally abusive. And I didn't know that that was not normal until I kind of got out of that small community. Mm -hmm. And growing up in that emotionally, it was more emotionally abusive, a little bit of mental, but made me realize as life went on that I Now, truly didn't know who I was. Because Stephanie, I would do, can, can yes. you give us examples? Because not everybody can have a clear picture of what it means to be with somebody that is mentally and emotionally abusive. Okay. What did he say yeah, to you? Sure. How did you feel about it? I never felt like I was not like I never felt like I was the, the better granddaughter. I never felt like I was enough for him. So mm. some days he would, depending on the day and the scenario, like, I remember this one day I was driving down to the local town near us and I can't even remember what it was about, mm. but he started screaming at me for whatever reason, which to me, I still don't remember. But then he started calling me names on mm. top of that. Like I won't say them. I'm, I'm assuming that you guys can all ID, like have the idea. You're, you're a slut. You're a B oh, you're like, you're goodness. everything. How old and were you at like, that point? I had just started my driver's license, so I was probably 16, 16 wow. 17. Yeah, yeah, and it was like, and then, so after I would, I was the one driving, so after I would stop answering him, because the thing with me too is I was the only one in my family who would buck back, that mm -hmm. would say things back because I felt like it wasn't right. So we butted heads a lot because mm -hmm. I would fight him on it, right? So as soon as in that scenario per se... I was driving and then I stopped 
because I was driving. So I, I wasn't answering to him. I wasn't feeding into his game. So about a few minutes later, he'd turn around and be like, so how was your day at school today? Wow. Like nothing had happened. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that was the first glimpse of realization that, wow, <laughs> this is not normal. What, what, how can this even be? Like, this is impossible. Is this normal? And that's when really at 16, 17, I started asking myself the question, but that's really all I knew, mm-hmm. right? So at 16, I mean, 17, you woke up and said, hey, I, I grew up with something that's not normal. I don't really know who I am. No, yeah, exactly. And that was kind of like the moment that I realized, like I said, that it wasn't normal human behavior, but if you look back at the family history, like my mom, my grandmother, they had been through the same thing. So they didn't know any better either. So mm. it wasn't like they could help me on it. So by then that would have been a few years into high school. When I got out of high school and started living on my own and needing to make my own decisions of going, choosing a program, what I would eat, who I would become, all I could hear was his voice of the mm. things that I should be doing. I should be going to university. I should become a doctor. I should do better. I shouldn't be doing eating this. I shouldn't be doing that. And it was like, but what do I want? <laughs> I mm-hmm. didn't even know how to answer that question mm-hmm. because my whole life I had been playing sports for because I thought people or I thought my family would be proud of me. I mm-hmm. played sports. I aced, had grade A in school because I thought, wow, that's going to make him love me more or mm-hmm. appreciate me more. Yeah. So so you basically tried to please your parents and, and that's why you excelled in school. And I, I was the same same way. I woke up in around the same age, around fourteen, fifteen, and said to myself, Who am I? And and why am I doing what I'm doing? And uh, it was weird, and and I hear you, and it is it is a common theme I think in you young people, to ask themselves the question, who am I really? I'm am I the product of my parents just, or am I a person of myself? What was your answer for that? What did you how how and when did you find an answer? Oh, I think that came many years later, mm-hmm. like. So I had a very supportive mother. My grandmother was very supportive. They both really encouraged me to do what I want. But that was exactly the problem. Like you said, Mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was because I was never allowed to really think for myself because in the back of my head, and I'm sure my mom's head, we were all trying to please the same man, Mm -hmm. right? We were all trying to build the family image. So I think that came in the most powerful way when I started having a lot of anxiety Mm-hmm. I was depressed at school. I didn't like the program I was in in university. It was my last year, and I had severe anxiety attacks. And I think that's really when I had to sit down and be like, wow, I was such a go-lucky, loving life type of kid. High school is saying, what is going on now? Why do I dislike my life so much? Why mm-hmm. am I having all these anxiety attacks over nothing like there wasn't a real threat in my life right Mm -hmm. so I think that's really when the universe as we say really kicked me in the butt and was like it's either you're going to face this you're really going to look at who you are and who you want to be not who your family wants you to be but I wasn't listening to that intuitive nudge until I had no choice because the way I was going I was going down this insanely dark path Mm -hmm. of 
of just spiraling into that mental health, right? Like yes. into that. How do you say that? Into it was the just abyss. a spiral it's, into it's, a black it's a, hole. It's a spiral downward. And, and I was in that too at some point. And I call it the, the, the light in the tunnel because you go through the darkness for so long. Mm-hmm. And then at some point there's a sudden turn and you see the light of the southern sunlight that brightens your spirit. I'm sure for you there was a crisis point too. And you were fortunate that it was earlier in your life than yeah. it was in my life. The, it's it's better when it's early because you get to do more. Mm-hmm. So tell me how yeah. how was it? What what happened at the darkest moment? I still remember this. Funnily, I mm-hmm. guess it's I guess it's pivotal moments, right? Like mm-hmm. I would hear my whole life, oh, you'll have these key moments in your head that you'll remember when your life changed, and this was one of them. Um, in the book, hopefully you guys will read it. But the pivotal moment for me was. I got that call. So during the anxiety, the massive anxiety attacks and all of that, I got a call that from my mom that my grandfather was in palliative care and that he had like three, four days to live. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of the moment of, okay, this is kind of the moment where I either need to forgive him. I either need to let it go because if I continue, my life will just keep going the way it's going. Mm-hmm. And so On January 17th, 2017, he passed away. And to be honest, that was almost, that was the wake-up call for me. Mm -hmm. That was the moment that I finally felt like, wow, I'm finally free. Like, I felt like a whole bunch of weight had been lifted off my shoulders. And I was looking at my family grieving. And I remember being around a table and everyone was crying. Everyone was in this torment. And I was like... If I continue where I'm going right now, my life won't be the way I want it to be. It won't be joyful. It won't be fulfilled. It won't be in love, like love around me. So that was the moment, literally, that I sat there and I looked at them and I'm like, you know what? Like, I can't do these anxiety attacks anymore. I can't, I can't feel this massive anxiety all the time. I need to be me and be okay with that. And it's like, in the book I write, my grandfather last, took his last breath and I took my first one. Yes. And it's like as if he gave me that strength when he passed away to just fully step into who I was meant to be. Wow. And so in the darkest of moments where I should have been grieving and I should have been sad and all of that, it's like as if the new version of me was born, like mm-hmm. as if the chains had been lifted off and that's really when I stepped into who I was meant to be. Yeah, and that was really a courageous choice that you took at that point to actually take the challenge and become who you wanted to be. And in the second half of the show, we'll talk more about the details and how all the women uh, should uh, become and and, and change, and not just women, but men also, and, and listen to that little inner voice that they are somebody that they are worth everybody is worth oh for sure and and, i completely agree and yes we become people and i remember the first book i read was by uh, carl rogers it was actually in english i was in germany i was 16 on becoming a person and when i saw that book in the library serendipity put it in my lap 
I said, yes, that's what I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was a, a very pivotal book for me. And I, I think we all have parallel experiences growing up and growing, becoming a person and being who we are supposed to be and then changing through life, still being who we are supposed to be, but becoming who we want to become, hopefully. I completely agree. No, that's that's wonderful, and that takes us into brings us to the end of the first half of today's broadcast here on ninety seven five CIO EFM Community Radio. Please tune in after the commercial break for more about how Stephanie actually became the strong and free woman she is today. Hello and welcome back to Healthy Alternatives here on 97.5 CIOEFM or on the web at communityradio.ca. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer, and today I'm talking with Stephanie Goudreau, best-selling author of the book, The Great Canadian Woman, She is Strong and Free. And in the first half, we talked a little bit about your story, Stephanie, and how you actually came to the conclusion that you wanted to be somebody else than your parents shaped you in. So I'm happy to have you back and let's talk a little bit about the actual process, how you became a great Canadian woman. Well, I think great Canadian woman is in all of us, right? Sure. Um, and that's kind of what attracted me to the whole book series mm -hmm. was that asking myself, what makes me um, worthy, I guess, of this book? What makes, wh why should I be part of this project? The Great Qu Canadian Woman is a very, I feel like a high title, but it's like a title that most women will look at and be like, oh no, I'm not a great Canadian woman. What are you talking about? But really it's in all of us, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, my version of being the best, or the great Canadian woman is being just being the best version of myself each and every day. It's thriving to become better because as life goes on, essentially that's kind of what we're here to do. We're just meant to discover who we are, love ourselves fully and truly embrace the best version of ourselves, but we're not going to get there in one day. So that is so true. And uh, I think we'll continue to evolve and develop <laughs> ourselves until the last breath. Oh, for sure. And I, 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 I like that you emphasize that we first have to learn to love ourselves fully because that's when we can give the love to other people. Yeah, exactly. And most people do the opposite, right? Unfortunately, we give a lot of love to others, but we don't love ourselves. Mm -hmm. and, and when I see clients I and they tell me what they say to themselves in their thoughts, I always say, would you say that to your best friend? Oh, no, I said. It's time you become your own best friend. And it's just t time, too, to, like, take that moment, right? Mm -hmm. Like, a lot of people don't believe that it's going to be worthy to love themselves. Or it's something that they, oh, no, it's so much more important, like you said, to love your best friend and, mm -hmm. and all of that. But you live with yourself each and every day. So how can you become the best version of you for your family, for your friends, right. if you don't actually take that time to love yourself first? Right, and it's the same way when you have kids and you put the needs of the kids first. Really, you have to 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 
take care of the parents first so they can then take properly care of kids. Yeah, and it, it makes me wonder sometimes. So this whole issue, I guess, with my grandfather, mm-hmm. like I know his upbringing. I'm not, I'm not going to say that I don't want to, I pardon him, like I forgive mm-hmm. him, but I'm not making excuses for him. Mm-hmm. But I know how his upbringing was and mm-hmm. I know what the mentality is. And I know that there was a very much a lack of love in the mm-hmm. family for, for yourself. Um, the back then, right. The, the older siblings took care of the younger siblings. Mm-hmm. So there was never any parental guidance. The kids kind of did what they thought was right. But when your brain or y- your self-awareness is not fully developed, how can you properly raise a little human to properly love themselves? Right. And then that is kind of passed down generation to generation. So I've always asked myself, did my grandfather really love himself or was that really just a lash out? You know what I mean? Like mm. of a lack of self-love, a lack of self-worth that was happening all around us, like around in our family. No, that's a good point. And I think it happens in many families where there is a lack of love that really the parents themselves are deficient in some way and don't love themselves enough. I Yeah, I mm. completely agree. And it wasn't until like, writing the book and really diving, well, my chapter and writing, diving back, I should say, into that feeling that I was like, if I feel this way, how did he feel? Or how do, you know, my family feels like we've never really touched upon, nor in school, nor in my family. Okay, Steph, what would, what would Stephanie that loves herself do? How would she feel? How, what would life look like for her? Mm. Um, And I think that's the most crucial, essential feeling or value that you should have in anything that you do. If you want to build a business, have a healthier body, whatever that is, you have to love yourself first and know what you want before you can make the decision to be the best version and do the things that bring you joy. You have to ask yourself the hard questions. Now, that is so true. And tell us a little bit about how you're feeling nowadays and how you achieved it and what you're doing. I feel like personal growth is like my best friend. (laughs) Mm. I've just been on this path since it's been probably five, six years now that I'm continuously growing and I'm continuously figuring out what I want. I'm continuously trying to be the best version because I don't think that I will ever achieve that. Like it's a journey. Like Mm. every day I am my best self, but is there an ultimate best self to Stephanie? I guess I'll find that out. (laughs) There's always the next level. There's always (laughs) the next level. Yeah, and and so, even even the Chinese they know from the Tao Te Ching the Tao is a way, so the way is a goal. There's no goal; yeah. it's a way. No, we yeah. call it mindfulness. But the the Buddhism, everybody says, be in the now. The now is a goal. The being, the the the, the be on the way. That's the goal. And, and I think I only figured this out in the past few years mm-hmm. of like just truly being because yes. even though it's a, it's been a slow process to love myself, I'm mm-hmm. not really a hundred percent sure if I fully, 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 fully love myself because I don't necessarily show up every day the way that I show up, let's say with, with my boyfriend or with my family, mm-hmm. you know, on social media, there's always, I feel like this filter a little mm-hmm. bit, a little bit. And which we, tells we, me, we all are alike in that way. I don't think, mm-hmm. I don't think there's really women that are 100% sure that they fully love themselves and men probably not either. No. 
that's a part exactly. of the growing process. And I love that you say it in the in that way. And 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 now, what do you do for for others now? I know you wrote that great uh, article in that book, but you do way more than that now. <laughs> Um, now really my mission is really to be the best version of myself mm. so that it empowers others to do the mm -hmm. same, right? Wonderful. And, and it's so important to inspire and uplift others and show them, yes, I was down in the dumps. I had anxiety attacks. I was very depressed, but there is a way out of it. Yeah. And there's a, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And mm. I think... I lost my train of thought, but I think that mm. by me, oh yes, by me doing the things that I want, like reaching the goals that I want, you mm -hmm. know, achieving the dream of traveling almost full time, buying the house, doing all those things, it also gives permission to others, women and men, to kind of be like, if Stephanie could do it, I can do it. If yeah. she comes from a small town of 1,100 people where she's gone through this, I can do it too. And I feel like a lot of people are looking for that permission and mm -hmm. that's kind of where I come in, where I fully give permission to people. If they tell me their dream is to be NASCAR drivers, I will support them regardless. I'm not going to think it's ridiculous. I'm not going to judge them. Mm. And I think that comes from just me wanting to be me and allowing others to do so as well. Now, that is really wonderful what you said there to not judge others and that's the hardest thing i know my own parents were extremely judgmental and i'm still struggling myself with the fact that it's in my mind it's engraved i have to actively mm -hmm. fight myself not to judge others because my mind is like my mother always saying that's good that's bad that's good that's bad <laughs> <laughs> and, and i say to myself that's ridiculous it is it is what it is But being self-aware is the best thing, though. Yes, absolutely. And it's so important, and I'm glad that you're doing that. Now, when anybody wants to contact you, how they can get in touch with you? So I'm revamping my website right now, but um, I'm definitely on all social medias. Um, Stephanie Goudreau, the way that it's written, I'm sure you're going to see. Uh, should mm -hmm. I spell that out? Yeah, it's spell a it out. Because it, <laughs> for non-French people, it's a little hard to spell. <laughs> So Goudreau is spelled G-O-U-D-R-E-A-U-L-T. And Stephanie with a P-H. P-H-A-N-I-E at the end. Uh, I like to say the regular way of writing things, but truly I don't know if that's the regular way of writing things. But. I don't know anymore what's regular, <laughs> normal. Sometimes it's just common and they declare it's normal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, so so uh, they have to look your name up on social media and that's where you are. I know you have a nice yeah. website, a, a nice Facebook page So in your name. So go for it and connect with Stephanie, send her a message, and I'm sure she messages you back. Yes, of course. I love, I love communicating and connecting with people. No, that's wonderful. And that's a nice thought to bring us to the end of today's show. Thank you so much for being my guest today, Stephanie. Thank you for having me. And please don't hesitate to contact me with any questions, thoughts, comments or suggestions. Or if you'd like to contact Stephanie and forgot how to spell her name or how to get her Facebook page, just my email here is christine, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E at communityradio.ca or contact me through my website, docchristine.com. That is D-O-C-C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E.com. And I'm always grateful for any feedback. I also want to extend a special thank you for today's producer, Cecil Wright. You're the best. 
You might not know this, but this is a volunteer-run non-profit radio station. And we even have an art gallery if you're local and you'd like to drop in. We are at 11 Glendale Avenue, Lower Sackville, Nova Scotia. Thank you all for listening to Healthy Alternatives. I'm your host, Dr. Christine Sauer. Tune in next Thursday at noon on 97.5 CIOEFM Community Radio with live stream on communityradio.ca for the next episode. Goodbye and have a great day.